Hi, this is K.M. Wyland, and you are listening to the 321st episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. What a week. The craziness of Storming's launch is now behind me, which is a little bittersweet since it's always a fun time, and because it always leaves a strange, momentary lost kind of a feeling after something you've put so much time and work into is suddenly done. But it was an amazing week, and I have so much thanks for all of you for reaching out and embracing this book and making it your own. You were the ones who helped it climb all the way to a number two ranking in the steampunk Kindle store. So thank you for participating so enthusiastically in the contests and for the incredibly kind and excited reviews some of you have already been turning in for Storming itself. The launch may be over, but just as a heads up, the deals do continue for a few days more through tomorrow, Tuesday, December 15th. Storming is doing a promo run on Kindle at a special discounted price of $1.99. So if your copy hasn't found its way to your Kindle yet, be sure to jump on this while it's still up. The latest post on my blog is Top Christmas Gifts for Writers in 2015. Not sure what to buy the writers on your list, not sure what to ask for yourself. Here's my yearly guide to the Top Christmas Gifts for Writers. And to find the post, visit my site at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And now I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast entitled Not Feeling Creative? Four Ways to Reignite the Wonder in Your Writing. Writers are supposed to be magical beings who live somewhere in the glorious wilderness between insightful reality and abandoned creativity. Sometimes that's exactly what the writing life feels like, heady with inspiration, swirling with visions of people and places beyond the prosaic world in which we actually live. Everything has meaning and wonder. Who needs drugs? Man, it doesn't get better than this. Except it's very easy to find ourselves not feeling creative. It's one thing to be creative. There are protocols for that. If you understand how the pieces come together, you can pretty much make creativity happen whenever you sit down at your desk. But the joy of creativity is a little more slippery. I rolled over into another decade this year, which naturally is a good cause for reflection. How's my life going these days? Is it headed in a direction I'm happy with? Are there any changes I need to be making? Whenever I've written out my list of personal goals these last few years, something that has repeatedly jumped to the top of the list is a desire to focus more on creativity. What's up with that? Am I not an author? Do I not write full time? Isn't my life a great big whirl of creativity? I answer that last question with regret. No. There are too many days when I find myself not feeling creative. And that's a new thing for me. What happened to me in these last 10 years? Basically... I got busy. I started writing full-time, which really means that what I started doing was running a business full-time with a couple hours of writing on the side each day. In short, I grew up. Being busy is a good thing. Being an adult is a good thing. Writing full-time and running a business, very good. What wasn't so good, though, was the realization that somewhere along the line, I'd lost touch with that manic wonder of childhood creativity. That's what Neil Gaiman was famously talking about when he was asked, I want to be an author when I grow up. Am I insane? 
And he answered, yes, growing up is highly overrated. Just be an author. The world is brightest, our brain cells burn hottest when we're children. Everything is new. We don't yet understand life well enough to be fully pressured by it. Our creativity and the resultant stories are entirely ours, with no demands placed upon them by what others want or what we imagine they want. Brandon Keeley, co-author of All American Boys, noted in an interview in the January 2016 issue of The Writer, kids grapple with the immediacies of their life because they aren't out there in the world in the same way as adults. Their world is pretty close. The trick for us as creative adults is to recapture that precious mindset. It's the key to everything we do. Charles Baudelaire wrote, genius is nothing more or less than childhood captured at will. I, like a gazillion other people, find great truth in YA author Stephen Jabosky's famous line from The Perks of Being a Wallflower, spoken by a teenager in those magic twilight years between the end of high school and adulthood. He wrote, and in that moment, I swear we were infinite. I read that and it was like somebody sucker punched me. Totally. That was totally the feeling I had about everything when I was young. Every song on the radio mattered because it held the promise of potential in my own life. Every movie and book mattered. Sunsets were bigger than just sunsets. They were portals to all that unexplored everything out there in the world. Back then, I breathed and dreamed stories. They were with me every step of my day. I lived them, literally acting them out. Characters were always talking in my head and through my mouth. Everything I was physically doing in the real world became a part of a story. It was, as Julia Alvarez writes in the afterword to how the Garcia girls lost their accents, the wonder of the world seizing me with such fury. And why not? I didn't have anything else to think about. Do a few hours of school, keep the horses fed, wash the dishes, devour some books. My schedule wasn't jammed. There were no deadlines to meet. There was just me and my right brain having fun. I'll be frank. I've lost that. And I miss it. And shame on me. It's true life only gets busier the older we get. Until a certain point when, God forbid, there's nothing left to do but watch Gunsmoke reruns and Judge Judy on TV. It's also true, lest I give the wrong impression in this episode, that I adore the busyness. Yeah, while we're being frank, I thrive on the busyness. I'm totally addicted to it. The necessary scheduling and organizing and checklisting makes the OCD hamster in my brain run constant circles of adrenaline-laced delight. I love everything, well, almost, about the business side of writing. That's part of the problem. I've let the left side of my brain take over. My creative side used to run the show. Now it's firmly strapped in the back seat. So if you're like me and you have any reason to lament the lost wonder and ease of childhood creativity, if your daily busy life is taking over in spite of or because of you, then let's do something about it, shall we? Here are four steps that I'm taking this year to reclaim the wonder in my life. Number one, schedule creative atmospheres. Most of my day is taken up by thought-intensive 
work. Write a blog post, edit a novel, balance the budget, pay attention to story structure while watching a movie. Unlike when I was a kid, there isn't enough mentally free time in the day for me to spend just imagining. So I have to consciously and purposefully create regular moments in my month that I can fall into my creative zone. For me, this means fire nights. It's my adult recipe for wonder. Fire pit, music, moonlight, real life, adult life, slips away, and I'm right there in the world of make-believe with my characters. Number two, minimize daily distractions. For every important task taking up our brain power during the day, there are probably six significantly less vital tasks clogging up the works. Last year, and again this year, I'm getting ruthless with pointless distractions. Last year, I notably cut out news consumption, streamlined my process for responding to emails, which is why it can sometimes take me up to two weeks to respond to writing questions. Sorry. And moved my writing time to first thing in the day instead of last thing. This year, I'm focusing on the 80-20 rule. 80% of your results come from 20% of your effort, trying to weed out all the dead weight in my work and personal life. So your goal should be to eliminate non-essential, non-creative aspects of your life so you have the time and energy to focus on staying with the creative flow. Number three, control your thought patterns. Back in the wonder years, I had so many story ideas in my head that I literally assigned one story idea to a day and just cycled through them. And yes, I was OCD even back then. I'd be out walking the dog or grooming the horses, and I'd consciously focus on that day's assigned story. That's what I'd be thinking about all day long. What am I thinking about these days? Schedules, emails, the state of the world, funny cat memes, anything and everything but creativity. Serendipitously, last night, I happened to read prolific author Juliana Baggett's interview, also in the January 2016 issue of The Writer. She said, I have four kids and my life is very demanding, loud, messy, and chaotic. I had to get into these spaces mentally where I was creating and visualizing scenes while cutting vegetables, driving in a carpool, or waiting for somebody's soccer practice to be finished. If I found myself thinking about things that were not really important, I would stop myself and envision a scene. Bingo. That's what we need to be doing. We think of creativity as some airy-fairy thing that just flows easily, but it's not. It's a discipline. And now, more than ever. So discipline your thoughts to focus on what's truly important, not the latest bit of celebrity gossip or the state of the neighbor's lawn. Number four, seek the wonder. As children, wonder is all around us to the point we don't even give a thought to the idea that we might have to pursue it. But we do. We have to court it assiduously with tenderness and adoration. We need to make a priority out of not just the act of writing, but the act of wonder seeking. We need to relearn how to see the world through our child eyes, to see the potential in every sunset, the awesome infinity in every choice. So, are you with me? Shall we make 2016 a mass return to wonder and the joyous lifestyle of creativity? 
Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week.